Why do I not know at all what I'm fucking talking about? Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. Uh, it's me, Ranger, and you're not in danger because I'll keep you safe and I'm joined by Gucci. How are you feeling? Hello. <laughs> uh, do you want to comment on my, my intro, my new way of introducing myself? Uh, let me think if I, re- I don't remember it. <laughs> Whatever, man. Never mind. Hopefully our <laughs> listeners will remember and appreciate. <clears throat> what did you say? I don't even fucking remember, man. I'm so tired right now. Uh, should we just call Monroe? I can't be bothered thinking of like an excuse to call Monroe. Should we just call him? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, all right, let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey. Hello. Monroe. Hey, I have great news. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Straight out of the bat. Yeah. So, yesterday, I tasted... A great starch. A what? Starch. Cereal called bulgur or bulgur. Oh, bulgur wheat. Yeah, I've had this. Bulgur wheat. That's good. Yeah, nice. It's like couscous, but not. When you said cereal, you meant an actual cereal as opposed to the delicious milkiness that we have. I had cereal this morning. And by this morning, I mean 1 p.m. And I had like three bowls. This is not not breakfast cereal. I know. Bulgur wheat, is that, that was, an, an ancient grain, whatever that means? Yeah, it is. The thing is, it's so good, I think it would be great in pudding. Great no. in pudding? Yeah. No, no, no. Like a rice pudding. That You make bulgur pudding. Oh, like oh, an Icelandic... I think I disagree with you. But then again, like rice, you wouldn't think that that's a thing. Carrot cake so. as well. One of the most delicious cakes there is. And, you know, if, if you just told me, eat some carrot cake, I'd be like, no. No. I, that, I've thought about this, right? So, like, what what is it that makes carrot cake good? Like, can you? What if you did the exact same thing but just didn't put carrots in? Would that be chill, or would it be totally different? Then it would ruined? just be sponge cake, which is a whole different thing completely. I think the, the only good, the best thing about carrot cake, hmm. it is the cream. Yeah, exactly. It's no, the, like, the sponge cr- is so <laughs> moist and has a quite a distinct flavor to it. Like those carrots are really adding stuff to the carrot cake. Mm. Are they? Yeah. I want you to try. I want you to try to make a carrot cake uh, and do it exactly how you would make it, but just don't put in carrots. Yeah, but that's, people do that all the time when they just make. No, they cake. don't. <laughs> yes, they do. Are you sh- <laughs> well, you just are make you a sure sponge that it's cake. The exact same. Yeah. Are you sure? Cakes it's exactly are all the same? just the same. It's just eggs, flour, and no, it, butter, and sugar. Bro, now you're being insane. You can't say cakes are all the same. Well, they're not because you it, they are deviate, basically you deviate similar. off that with carrots, for instance, or banana, or chocolate, no. or whatever. But I refuse to believe this. <laughs> the thing is, cake is cake. All cakes are basically bread. That is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. This is insane. No, you're, you're being insane. No, no, he's not, though. <laughs> carrot cakes are different. They're like, they're oily for some reason. Oh, maybe it's something to do with the carrots. What? what, what no, Matt. Carrot carrots aren't oil. They're eaten? solid. Carrot, carrots are solid. They can't be oil. <laughs> Why do you say it's oily? It, it, it's, it's, it's moist. moist. It's moist. It's yeah. moist. No, but they're like moist, but like you wouldn't. You wouldn't pick up a slice of carrot cake and then touch your white bridal dress afterwards. You wouldn't do that with any cake. Yeah. Would you? <laughs> yeah, that's such you an insane would, comment. <laughs> you would with certain cakes that aren't as oily and fatty. I think if it's a wedding dress, I don't think you would eat anything. Like, touch you're not, any sweet. You're not going to eat a cake in your wedding dress? Point, point. In my <laughs> wedding dress. I, go- I googled carrot cake without carrot and it says... Uh, what can I substitute for carrots and carrot cake? Yeah. Uh, you can put an equal amount of coarsely grated zucchini. Mm. Uh, what? You can use two tablespoons of raisins. What the hell is this? Uh, that sounds good. 
I want to know if the carrot actually does anything. It, but it just it, does. It does. <laughs> I mean, can you prove it? Yeah, you you get you do it. You do it as a fun little uh, activity no, I want you with to Anna. Do it. It has a lot of starch in it. Starch is, mm. it takes a lot of moist in it. It would take a lot of water into mm. it. I uh, had another, did I, did I speak about the, the the foraging I did before where I, I found the periwinkles and the dog whelks? The foraging? Are you a criminal? Foraging. Foraging. <laughs> Forage. Uh, yeah, yes. Right. So You'd, I think you did. I continued that. And I went out, but this time found oysters. Fucking loads of them. Mm. Turns out... Wait, weren't you looking for oysters last time or something? I was looking for... Um, yeah, we were looking for oysters last time. We didn't find any. But anything. you got the salt the salt sand boys. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What are they called? The periwinkles and the dog whelks. What? Mm. The, no, I've never... sea snails. What? You're just saying completely different things now. What? You called them something. You called them something different. The ones that pop out of the sand. Oh, razor clams. Yeah. Razor clams. That's what I was looking for last time. Yeah, I was looking for razor clams oh. last time. Um, but wasn't actually looking for anything this time. And I just happened to come across a bunch of oysters when we were out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Turns out oysters are fucking disgusting. <laughs> there's there's like not anything objective. Like, well, we were a bit kind of wimps about it because my, my dad scared me because he's a he's a marine biologist. So he, he kind of semi-convinced me that we'd die if we uh, ate oysters from an area that wasn't, um, I didn't have its water quality checked regularly. Mm. So we got a, a little bit wimpish about it. And then rather than eating them raw, we uh, sautéed them in butter because there's a bunch of recipes online saying that it was good. Mm-hmm. And then put them in my mouth. And the, fl- the flavor was all right, but oh, it's just like a big, quite soft booger that you just chew <laughs> on and oh yeah, the texture is wait can is we not good. can we rewind ever so slightly do people eat them raw yeah, that's that's the so the way that you would if you go into a restaurant mm. and you have oysters they'll be served to you so they'll have already been shucked which is where you you have to open them up which is kind of a thing in itself and then they you leave the juice so they they kind of sit in a bed of their own juice mm. and then they sit in there, and then you would add often a bit of um, what's that spicy sauce, Tabasco, mm. and some some lemon juice to it, and then you just kind of use the shell as a oh, tray. Oh, so it's just, like ceviche. Yeah, and then just tip it back into your mouth, give it a couple of chews, and down the hatch. Ugh, that it just is, sounds it is raw. unnecessary. Yeah, raw. But can you not <sighs> get cooked oysters? Yeah, so there are recipes online for cooked oysters, which is what we tried to do with when we put we so we kind of just sauteed them and fried them in butter a bit, basically, um, mm. and then uh, just for just for two minutes. So we didn't cook them cook them for long, but they were still oh, like there, there was nothing wrong with the flavor. I was kind of disappointed with myself because the last the last the thing it actually made me think of was um, when I was in Iceland. I had one of those uh, goats' faces that you guys mm-hmm. uh, cheap, uh, yeah, and. The, again, that's just meat on bone, but because like you know, you're cutting the meat away from around the gums and the teeth and stuff, it mm. kind of put me off it. And this is kind of a similar thing where it was just more the the, the flavor wasn't that bad. It was just the idea of it and the the sliminess and the gooiness of it all that just made me. Was like, it oh. similar to snails? No, the snails. So the snails were way better actually comparatively now. They were they were they were real luxury now. Oh. Um, but they were kind of the snails were much more chewy and stiff. Whereas yeah. the the oysters was just they just kind of collapsed under your teeth and just mm. oh, oh, I was like one big gloopy glock glock. It does yeah. it does seem a little bit unnecessary. Like I, the same with snails. Like I tried them and. Like they're fine. If I had to eat them, I could. But like, I'm not gonna go out of my way. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting at a at a table with with Anna's family, and and they all like loved it. So I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna be the one to just eat these snails just to eat them. I just let the other people eat them because mm. they actively enjoyed them. But I can imagine it's I'd have a similar attitude towards oysters. But there mm. are people that love oysters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my parents probably do i think they enjoy like actively enjoy snails and oysters very much but i'm not entirely sure one of my mates down here that he he uh was telling me about where i could go to find them um and he bloody loves them he uh yeah and and you can and where like there's certain places here where you find them and they're so common that you just can't 
carry as many as you can pick up is mm. and they're just all over the place and what's better is because they're an invasive species that's the pacific oyster as opposed to the native oyster that i was collecting you don't have to feel mm. bad about it you just keep picking them up uh i mean it, it depends on how vegan you are right yeah i have two things oh i have many points to make but anyway for first point <laughs> uh how hard do you think it is to take those pearls and make what no those oysters and make pearls I don't, is that where pearls so pearls are what are they in oysters or isn't it in oysters uh, are they yeah isn't uh, it in, in like those big uh, it's in oysters like oysters uh some shit like some little speck of something like sand or or bullshit gets into the oyster and then it coats it in this thing to like protect itself and really that's a pearl did oh, you not know I, that? I thought everyone knew this i thought this was like a i thought we were born with this knowledge <laughs> <laughs> oh it is in uh, Oysters, yeah. Yeah. So you should take oysters, shove some sand inside them, hmm. and see what's up. All right. Oh, so if I collect enough oysters, I should eventually find a pearl. So pearls aren't uh, vegan, I guess. Which brings True me to that. another point that I don't think that we've discussed, but I uh, have an opinion on honey. Have we talked about honey before? Uh, no, we have not talked about so honey. For the, so seeing as you didn't know where, where pearls came from, do you know where honey comes from? Where, wasps where? from the from the yeah, store absolutely wasps. From the store yeah from the store <laughs> it's like milk yeah uh if you forget to put the white into the machine it makes honey instead mm-hmm. no uh so <laughs> that was a series of such poor jokes from all three of us <laughs> with uh, maybe the exception of guzia with store being at least a bit funny <laughs> yeah whatever man stop stop hating uh so honey is made by bees we've gotten there now yeah there's like a schism apparently because i wondered this when i was ill-informed i was like is is honey vegan and then i googled it and apparently there's a divide in veganism uh, between those who think that honey is vegan and those that think it isn't Uh, mm, because it's not like by definition it can be because it's an animal product well sort of it's not like it's not an animal product really in the sense that like milk is it's more an animal product in the sense that like my house is isn't it because it's like made sort of i see see what you mean yeah but i maintain that it's probably worse uh how to phrase this with milk right you are just you're like exploiting uh, a product that this animal just sort of happens to make biologically i guess we can set aside sort of uh the like exploitative nature of like making them pregnant and taking away the cows and all that stuff mm-hmm. like independently of that then you're exploiting like a thing uh, that happens sort of naturally so that's bad for for a particular reason right but then with honey i feel like you're also like it's also slave labor <laughs> yeah right uh, so like it's surely it's worse uh, or maybe is it's it the worse? same is it the same is milk also just slave labor yeah i, I mean yes yeah Interesting. Uh, all right, fair. <laughs> I don't really know because I, I like. I guess the counter argument might be I'm I'm very ill informed on this topic, which is so unusual for us. Uh, <laughs> the the counter argument might be that if you're keeping bees to make honey, then you are encouraging beehives and providing them with homes that they can stay in, mm. and you stay keeping them safe. Yeah. So then, and and bee population, well, insect populations in general are taking a bit of a dive at the moment, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. But then, why not just let them keep their honey? Well, because then, what's the motivation? Like, if we're going to provide, if if you're going to farm honey, then you're providing lots of homes for bees. Whereas, if you're not going to farm the honey, why are you going to make all the homes for the bees? Because you don't have to make things in search of capitalistic profits. Yeah. Because- you know, you, maybe you're just doing it for the planet. Is the the ensuring the the future of our planet not good enough no is the sad Does reality have to be measured in cash <laughs> yeah that's uh, why like, i want to keep i want to keep bees like i genuinely want to keep bees in the future and it has nothing to do with honey creation yeah. or like money making i just want to have bees that i like provide a home for so i'm, I'm on the vegan society.com 
looking at their article on the honey industry, and they start with such mm. a dumb quote where they're saying, there's a common misconception that honey make bees especially for us. And I don't think anyone oh. thinks that, that bees just <laughs> bees. go around thinking, what do the humans want? <laughs> oh, they like sugar. <laughs> they, they call it a common misconception? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely not a common. Well, maybe with like children, like the thing that Gucci said about oh, honey comes from the store or whatever. Like if you're still at that level of development where you are not familiar with the fact that it's an animal product, then I guess you could, you know, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what it's saying is it saying that they have selective breeding for bees which produce a lot of honey, and that makes the bee population more susceptible to disease because it's got a smaller genetic diversity, a smaller amount of genetic uh-huh. diversity, and also the sub the sugar substitute that they you give. So when you nick the honey, that's obviously their food source. So you give them a sugar substitute, and that's not as good as honey, which I guess is. Mm-hmm intuitive since i feel like they should just if you're going to create a bee that overproduces honey then surely you can leave them honey and just take the the rest you know just skim off the top you don't also you don't have to take all of it and feed them garbage like just take a little bit cool man yeah yeah don't be maybe maybe that's what you can do with your bees yeah i mean maybe (laughs) or i can just take all the honey (laughs) no i would take none of the honey ragnar wants wants to get money no I don't. I'm no, not at all. Speaking of the world, right? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go on segue. Okay. Uh, for once in my life, I've I did some preparation for this episode. Oh. Uh, and by preparation, I mean I was falling asleep last night, and stuff came to me. <laughs> okay. So it's a few sort of related points. So we're gonna okay. go through them point by point because uh-huh. I am the leader. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna whine? No, I'm not gonna whine. I'm not if, gonna. Whine. If you whine. Then let's just go to the next point. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I want to ask you, what do you think is a better outcome for the world? This is a pretty open question, and, and it's probably like open to the point of absurdity. Uh-huh. But sort of which one has a greater impact on the world, do you think? Uh, 1,000 people uh-huh. practicing a particular skill, whatever it is, for one hour each. Mm-hmm. Or one person practicing that same skill for a thousand hours. <laughs> That's so open to depend on the skill. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I want to, I want to, so like, is it better to have a thousand people that are like, that have, have like an introductory level knowledge of things? Or is it better to have one expert and 999 uninformed individuals? According to you, it, if you have enough of people guessing or doing something, no, no, don't even start on that right again. Stop it. You guys just don't understand <laughs> that because you're too stupid. Uh, I'm going with a thousand, though. I reckon it's normally better if people are more informed. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I was gravitating towards that as well. So I was thinking about like, um, think about like playing an instrument, right? That's like a simple, relatively low impact thing. Mm. Like a thousand people that have learned to play the guitar for one hour, is that going to have like a greater musical effect on the world than one person who learned to play the guitar for a thousand hours? One hour Maybe is not. so little time. But it will, yeah, yeah one hour you don't manage to learn a lot. No, but it's a thousand people. So, like, <laughs> so one, <laughs> maybe one has the talent. And just like, oh, you do it like this, and 50 minutes later, he knows it. Yeah, maybe. And then, like, you have 999 other people who can now, like, sort of appreciate that. Yeah. From experience. Maybe. I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to change my answer, actually. I'm going to go to the third. An hour is just, you just, what can you do with an hour? I, I, I was <laughs> going to say 1,000 hours one person. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I think I started that example by saying that I leaned towards the thousand people, but j- whilst I was speaking the example, I changed my mind. <laughs> so I think it, the answer is one person. Like, yeah. one expert beats a thousand, like, introductory-level individuals. I mean, one hour is almost not even introductory, it's just... But it depends <laughs> on what you're talking about, it's right? It's just like, you just get to fathom the idea of it in one hour. Yeah, well, it depends on the skill, right? Surely. I guess if you're teaching but, someone yeah. to tie their shoelace, then an hour is fine. If you're teaching someone yeah, you'd how ra- to be a vet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd rather a thousand people knew how to 
had one hour's worth of shoelace tying <laughs> lessons than one person with a thousand hours. This question is so ridiculous. <laughs> I I don't know. Something about it last night was uh, captivating spoke to you. Me. I feel yeah, like it was this captivating. Fits, I feel like this fits a lot with the idea that where you like, if enough of people guess of something, no, not at all. Close to, yeah. I'd say that it, the, all it has in common is the fact that I'm talking about large numbers of people. That's all. Okay, maybe. maybe. So, uh, anyway, so I I had this thought right last night, mm-hmm. and then I sort of rolled to the side of the bed and got my phone out and wrote this down in mm-hmm. my phone so I'd remember it. And then I thought that I was going to mention the fact that I was falling asleep when I thought about this. Mm-hmm. And there's like a name for uh, for when you are what's it called when you are falling asleep. Let's Google this shit. It's called oh no, it's not called that. The moment Whatever. There's like that. Sleep. Yeah, that like well, yeah, that like sort it of transition phase. It doesn't matter if it's, a, if it's a word for it or not. No, it does. That's my my whole point relates to there being a word for it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting. Fuck Hip- you, hypnagogia. Yeah, hypno hypnagogic state. I guess it's something like that, right? So that's it's the the state like where you aren't fully awake but you're not asleep like you're mm. in that transition phase right and it matters that it has a word listen <laughs> <laughs> so it has a word yeah. right regardless but then i got to thinking <laughs> this is also tangential <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that there was that motherfucker who wrote uh, a dictionary of mm. like undefined terms have you heard about this no uh It was like some oh, fucking hell. Someone, one of our our listeners will know something about this. It was like a dictionary of emotions or something. It was some like mm. dude who was who was like he made up all these fucking words. He's like, oh, the the feeling of this, and then he put some like highfalutin sounding fucking word. Man, mm. why do I not know at all what I'm fucking talking about? <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> Uh, what is the gap between the what's it called spikes and the calm called? What the calm a calm that you used to a comb a comb calm. So the teeth and the comb. You're asking if the valleys have any. I haven't finished my my incredible story. Yeah, no, but uh, it it was a term that does that oh, have a word? Oh, like uh, maybe. It's like the little plastic things at the end of your uh, shoelaces have a name and all this sort of shit. But that's actually, that's pretty much the point that I'm trying to make, right? Uh, these stupid words for things like, have we talked about the names of flocks of animals? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> we've not yeah, talked about it before. But. I think so. I think it was episode one or something. I hate that shit. I fucking hate it because it's so try hard. This like a parliament of ours. A group. Yeah, a group of camels is called a caravan. Like, no, it fucking isn't. Just call it a group. A, like, fr- a flamboyant sea of flamingos. No, of flamingos, exactly. Yeah. Like flamboyance no. of flamingos. I I fully I fully disagree with this. It's just like someone's just making up words yeah. to make up words, and I feel. Well, like then for fully... some reason, this is kind of uh, unlike my usual stance because I'm all for sort of phonetic spelling and getting rid of like medical terminology because it's all just pointless. But I feel like I quite enjoy the whole random animal name things. Why? It's just kind of fun and quirky, isn't it? And nobody—it yeah, doesn't affect you day to day because nobody ever uses it. You just say, "Oh, look, there's a bunch of giraffes." I don't know. Like, it does really affect cares. me day to day because if someone says like, "Oh, there's a group of giraffes," someone's going to be like, "I'm ditching now. A fucking great group of giraffes is called a long neck." Or and then, and then it's done, Ragnar. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, it's like it's a fucking pandemic, is what it is. But I'm not a fan. And this, <laughs> this you know, what a group of giraffes is called a tower. They're like fucking exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's so stupid. A and group now, of iguanas is called a Ragnar, slaughter. But Ragnar, think about it. Now it's done. Now someone told you it's a tower of giraffes, and then it's just the conversation is over. No, it's not. Why like, is it not over? Because I've, I've had this conversation like a hundred million times. <laughs> someone always brings this up. This gets brought up like you way too now. often. <laughs> you did it. Now. Yeah, I did it now because I'm ranting. So you're why? It's called the Dictionary of Emotions, and it's by uh, it's by Patrick Michael Ryan. Okay, and I hate it. Is going to be what I say. So, I like, 
That's all I have to say. You don't want to listen to me whine. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Tell, tell it. Say it. No. I, I'm no, excited. Because I don't think any... I'm not sure it's the right one anymore. I don't care. I'm sad now. <laughs> go away. I'm sorry. No. Now I'm sad and, and grumpy. Oh. oh, can I, I, it might be a bit early. Can I make you a bit more grumpy? Can I play your voicemail for the week? Is he going to, fine, make me more grumpy. Are we done with the points? You had like a few points. Yeah, I don't care anymore. I don't care about my points anymore. Now we can just. Hey, go on. No, I don't want to, I don't want to. I just want, I just want Monroe to play this voicemail. Uh, just give me a minute whilst I find it. Uh, all right, here we go. Are you ready? Yep. Hi, Monroe, Guyon, and Ragnar. Ragnar, I have a question for you. Why do you wear a Fitbit? Do you not know it's the case that people who wear Fitbits on average use less weight, less weight than those people who do not wear Fitbits? Um, furthermore, you've mentioned a number of times in the podcast your love of drinking beer and eating pizza. You always seem to have pizza boxes around your house. What is it that makes you think wearing a Fitbit is just going to magically get rid of all these poor lifestyle choices? Look forward to hearing your response. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even think that I need to dignify that with a response. It was, no, no, no. It, it was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah, it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I Googled this whilst whilst he was spewing nonsense out of his dirty mouth. And I don't see any, uh, I don't see really anything backing up his point. Oh, I don't think uh, this is actually, did they make a study on this ever? Uh, probably not. So that's number one. Probably not. Uh, number two, there is there is an actual study that that has shown that if you if you take ten thousand steps a day, roughly, uh, which is sort of the the default that Fitbit sets for you when you just get it, then your chances of getting type two diabetes, regardless of any other factors, drop to like almost nothing. So. If anything, it's like a decent reminder of a, an easy everyday task to make sure I just never get type 2 diabetes. Uh, number two, why are you assuming that I have a Fitbit to lose weight? That's not the case. Uh, and poor lifestyle choices. And what poor life, what, having, having a beer and a pizza every once in a while is a poor lifestyle choice you can fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have to say. By the that. way, who Can said I this? Uh, so Leo, but you actually say that, you actually sent a follow up voicemail. Where oh, okay. he imagined your <laughs> he imagined your response. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So you're gonna see how accurate it is. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, I don't just eat beer and pizza. I like those things, and I keep them around my house because I can't be fucked to throw them away. Third of all, get the fuck off my show. I won't be answering the phone to you again. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. I mean, only one point was right there. Yeah, I mean, he got the general tone he sort of nailed, right? <laughs> he yeah, yeah, that's right, it. that's right. Uh, I did. I think I did basically say, like, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, stand by it, though. I stand uh, by it. Uh, I don't always have pizza boxes lying when, around When he first house. sent me that follow-up, I listened to it like three times. <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't even know what to say. Like, you guys can just continue this podcast. I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm gonna go lose some weight or whatever. <laughs> but that, that, oh, Rocky, but that voicemail was mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was mean. Uh, this is a mean episode. This is an episode <laughs> that I don't like. Oh, you, you can go on with your points. I don't even remember what they were. I'm I'm lost with what it was. I did like you know what I didn't appreciate last time on the previous episode. What was your saying about? Uh, Poor people and bread and bridges and stuff. I know it was completely ignored. Yeah, and then I only when I listened to the episode again, I was like, "Oh, that was a good saying." Yeah. What, what was what, it? Again? What was it again? Yeah. See, no Jinx. one listens to me. I feel like <laughs> I feel like a a mother on like a bad sitcom. You know, the like no one in this house ever listens to me like that. You know, like a mm. cliche. That's how I feel right now. Oh. Uh, the law in its majestic equality is how it starts to we'll see uh, in its majestic equality the law forbids rich and poor alike to sleep under bridges beg in the streets and steal loaves of bread yeah mm. i like this that. is true and this uh it leads me to another point i asked you guys what you thought about fines once i think and we didn't mm -hmm. really talk about it uh about fines yeah 
Yeah, I feel like it does just make sense for fines to be uh, set at a proportion of your net worth or, or salary or something rather than uh, for them just to be like an objective number. Yeah, because otherwise they're mm-hmm. just like, uh, they're just a fee, basically. Yeah. Like a fine is just like, it's legal as long as you can afford it. Yeah, so if yeah. you're rich enough, like there's no such thing as parking illegally if you're rich enough. You just like, it just costs you extra to park there. Doesn't also, really matter. Also often if you can pay it immediately, it gets lower. Well, that's yeah, what we talked that, about. Right? It doesn't really, more, it just gets they, higher if you pay it late. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. even so, like if, uh, that's what I've thought about a lot is like parking specifically, just because if you have enough money, then you can literally just park on any sidewalk and it's like, oh, it's just more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, no, no disagreement here. I feel like that that just is a better way for the system to be set up. Like in Finland, you can get uh, speeding tickets that are like tens of thousands of pounds in Finland if you, because your speeding tickets there are a percentage of your income. Is it? So, yeah. So if you're like some super, super rich individual and you get a speeding ticket, it can just be fucking crazy high. So it would be good for the state to fool you to drive, drink and drink, like, drink and drive. Uh, if you're rich, yeah. Oh, you yeah, can set up like a, a little person. task force. Yeah, you can set up like a, a shadow ops team or whatever of some like hot men and women that go and like tempt rich people to drink and drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hot people, I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of comments from last week where people like reached out and asked me. It's sort of I feel like people were worried about me. Mm. It, do you really believe that? Like, do you really only like things that are about you or that turn you on? (laughs) And I had a little think about it, and my answer is no. Absolutely not. That's insane. You also (laughs) said it was an oversimplification of something. I mean, yeah, definitely. But I've had enough people reach out that I kind of feel like I want to clarify Hmm. that I don't think this is the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mel had a little random musing this week, if we're... uh... On the, on the train of random musings that you had. Is it going to be like just some roundabout way of insulting me? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, is all the water in the world all we ever had and all we ever will have? Is there like a fixed amount of water in the world? Or does some water get lost out of the atmosphere? Or does do we ever create water through any of like systems and all that sort of malarkey? Uh, this is a great question that I have a lot of things to talk about. So I would say that the water that we, like, if we disregard future space travel, then yeah, we are stuck with, like, we have one pool of water and that's it forever. Yeah. Right. I mean, there, I mean, there is some little amount that probably comes. Yeah. There might be, well, mm, like it's negligible, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tiny. Yeah. More Uh, evaporates away, I guess. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, if anything. Mm. So there's that. Uh, second point that I want to want to discuss is that there's. Do you guys know xkcd.com? No, no. Oh, it's like uh, his name is Randall Monroe. Hey, just like you. Nice. But he has like the decency to use it as a last name. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he was like a contractor that worked for NASA or something. He's this like physicist type dude, uh, and then he decided to quit and become a an online comic oh yeah cartoonist yeah, yeah. yeah and does this like stick figure stuff but it's pretty popular but it's pretty nerdy sometimes and then he started this other thing called uh, what if where people ask him these like hypothetical questions and he answers it in incredible detail mm-hmm. like he i remember i was reading one and like to make his point he looked up some like he had like a table of uh, lawn grasses and like various standards from some like engineering thing like he's crazy but he got the question um how much of the earth's currently existing water has ever been turned into a soft drink at some point in its history mm. <laughs> which is a good question yeah. uh, and he, he somehow comes to like he cites a paper and everything he says that humans have probably consumed about 6.5 trillion liters of carbonated beverages Hmm. which is enough to fill every house and apartment in the U.S. to a depth of 12 inches. <laughs> oh. And our species has drunk about 100 trillion liters of water in total. So it's a 6.5% of what we've ever drank, which is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, of course, it incre- the population has increased exponentially. Yeah. 
Yeah, but then he then he uh, he goes on to talk about dinosaurs because this is a question I've heard before where people ask like, oh, has is all the water in the world just dinosaur pee? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've heard I I can't find him answering this, but I'm pretty sure he has answered this before, and his answer is like a resounding no because mm. so much of the water has just been locked away, like and inaccessible. And it's I mean, been like frozen for however long in like icebergs and stuff. It's like people think that the gasoline and petrol mm-hmm. comes from like dinosaur bones, but far most of it is not. It yeah, basically but it's isn't. some sort of organic matter. Yeah, it's usually just like algae or something like that. Yeah. Uh, second tangential point that I want to make here mm. is that Anna and I were, we discussed this the other day for some reason, something about like, uh, alchemy and the the philosopher's stone you know that shit uh-huh, Harry Potter yeah. that like can turn anything to gold or whatever mm-hmm. this is like the classic uh, quest in alchemy back in the day was mm. to like convert something to gold mm-hmm. uh, and then the question was oh yeah because I, I made the joke because I love mayonnaise that like if I got the, the that stone that I would use it to convert anything to mayonnaise and then we got to thinking like what would you choose if you could have something that could convert anything to something, what would you con- what would you choose? And I, my first answer was like, oh, probably, uh, probably diamonds, because then I could just you know make some shit that's expensive that I can sell and then just finance my life. Mm-hmm. And then her answer was water, because uh, you know then you can still sell it and finance your life, but you're also like providing people with clean drinking water and doing the world a service. Nice. But then I thought. Surely, if you had such a large-scale operation of creating, like, drinkable water for humans, mm-hmm. you would end up just converting the entire mass of the Earth into water, and you would end up fucking yourself over, wouldn't you? Because uh-huh. you would just end up with an operation where you, like, have a quarry, and you're just turning dirt to water. Mm. And eventually, you would just make too much water, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, you wouldn't. You could stop. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't, because, I mean, look at us. We don't stop. Yeah, that's just so true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could like mine asteroids, like turn asteroids to water. That would be pretty chill, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but what would you guys? What, in what is in your this sense, you might do more good by actually making diamonds, like you say, sell it, and then give the money away. Yeah, or like use the money to finance some like uh, water cleansing operation yeah, for something third like world that. countries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. What would you guys choose as your like philosopher's stone uh, mm. result? I would uh, have something that can turn anything into pigs and blankets because there are never enough pigs and blankets every every time. You always have to ration those at Christmas. So uh, for the non-Brits and like whatever, he's not talking about literal pigs and literal blankets, yeah. although that would be adorable. That it's would be some, It's some food or something. I've heard this. It's sausages, sausages wrapped, wrapped in bacon. In, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean... That's Plus, a terrible decision also, by you. Well, not really, because it's actually a very clever decision, because it also because oh, it's vegan. Yes, yes. <laughs> How is it vegan? Because if you turn dirt into yeah. pigs and blankets, it's vegan. Then, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wow. cruelty-free. So, actually... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't choose pigs and blankets. I would choose uh, chicken, because mm. that's the most popular uh, animal product, isn't it? Uh, is yeah, it? I guess so. I would guess or milk, so. maybe? Also, just whilst we're on the old uh, water thing, so mm. thenakedscientist.com is saying that um, because water condenses uh, and forms clouds at altitude well below the altitude at which it could start to escape from the atmosphere, mm. and then it forms rain there and then comes back down. So there's virtually no loss. And the other thing it's saying, which I don't really get, is that we also have water added to the surface of the planet for example, every time a volcano erupts, apparently water is added to the surface of the planet then. Just because it's coming from like deep in the mantle or whatever, where the magma yeah. is. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if we're counting that as adding water or... Um, I mean, if you're talking about adding to the surface, then surely, because yeah. this is just pumping shit from the bottom. But essentially, over geological scales of time the amount of water stays constant in the atmosphere. Mm. I mean, yeah, I can, it, it has to be. Like, nothing, it doesn't make sense that it wouldn't, otherwise you'd either end up with a, a completely dry earth or just a flooded earth. I mean, it's like somehow what will happen. 
Maybe. And uh, maybe it's the heat, the temperature of the uh, on Earth is going to get so high that the water is going to evaporate. Well, I mean, is, if we lose our atmosphere, then the water will be lost to space. Yeah. Right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Like Mars. Mars, right? It doesn't have an atmosphere anymore, and it doesn't have water anymore. Real, Like, really. Yeah. We're so knowledgeable. <laughs> we know everything. We know, we know everything. I just found a paper uh, published in April 1997, and it only has 15 citations, which is deeply upsetting. Um, and it's <laughs> published in Biodiversity and Conservation, and it's called How Many Birds Are There? And mm. he's just estimating how many birds there are. Did you know that birds aren't real? No, they are real, but I am familiar with that conspiracy theory. Okay, okay go on. But he he uh, he estimates a global bird population of between 200 and 400 billion individuals. Mm. And then he says in brackets, 1 billion equals 109. So I think... I think he doesn't understand math. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? I don't know. It says one billion equals one hundred and nine. <laughs> that can't He's be true. He's in the power of nine. Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> that's that's an interesting thing actually to talk about because a billion in English is not the same as a billion in Icelandic. No, it's or in German. Oh, really? It's, it's like German and related languages, whatever, have well, like that have that same system. A billion is a million million, whereas a a billion in those is called like a milliard in in uh, German and Icelandic milliard. Billion is thousand. A billion is thousand million in in English. Yeah. But in Icelandic, yeah, billion yeah, is it's a thousand million times million. more here. It's thousand yeah. times more. Did you know that, Monroe? Yeah. Oh. No, I didn't know that. Oh, nice. I was actually, I was reading through some of the feedback I got from last week's episode. Mm. And one of the bits was quite interesting. It was saying that David Nutt also said that so this is the guy that got fired by the UK government for basically trying to get a more rational approach to drugs and uh, making arguments about the how dangerous alcohol was uh, compared to mm. weed and stuff. And he also argued that ecstasy was less dangerous than horse riding which i can see that being the case yeah i mean because people die for and are like seriously injured by horse riding pretty often yeah but Whereas, at least, i think oh sorry at least what did you have more about the bird story <laughs> what you said like how many birds and then you said the number 10 10 in no was the story done yeah <laughs> <laughs> And Monroe was speaking about something else. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, and also... Just, just cut that out, Wagner. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. That's definitely not getting cut out. Uh, oh, and uh, the Leo, uh, who sent us a voicemail that mm. you loved, also mm. uh, can gleek. And so sent oh. a little video of himself gleeking on demand oh, as well. Right, I guess... I don't want to uh, give this man any attention, so I'm going to see if I can get some other videos. But if not, <laughs> then uh, on Monday we'll post this video nice. on our Instagram. Okay. But I'd he prefer, been, I'd he prefer ha- if someone he else He should did. send another voice mail. Mail? Mail? Female? Are we calling it that? Yeah. And be nice to you. Yeah, he absolutely should. I've provided him with hours of entertainment. He, if he's said, still he listening. sent multiple voicemails before. I know. And but I think none actually, of them has he been actively nice. No, but I think actually I I imagine that well because I think there's been a voicemail he sent before which wasn't being nice or nasty, and you probably I reckon you rinsed him for it uh, yeah, if I remember correctly. I so did. Yeah. This could you, <laughs> maybe we should take that into account. But I feel like I had good reason to. <laughs> he was. And I'm just, not sure he had. He I, I mean, just, I'm more on his side with the Fitbit than anything else. Like I think you know. Doing your ten thousand steps gives are probably just things you're going to do anyway. So it just gives you a no, false sense of I've done exercise in that day. No, it's not true. So I will like after getting it. If I see that I've not done much during the day, I will go to like rectify it because I don't want my stats to be bad. Whereas if I didn't have stats to look after, I wouldn't do it. I'm also very confident that there will have been research and as to whether or not having uh, sports watches actually helps you be more active and lose more weight or not. Uh, probably. I mean. I'm going to go ahead and say that it definitely does help. It has to, just because it like it's gamifying life, and anything that does that like typically helps. 
Like if you can put numbers on shit, then people will try to make those numbers better. Uh, this is true. I've decided this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta feel like that's where it's going, isn't it? <laughs> no, but I mean it's like it's like video games. Like you're gonna try to max your stats even though it doesn't fucking matter. But if those stats weren't being counted and, and reported, then you wouldn't try to max those same stats. Hmm. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Okay, it's true. Good. <laughs> uh, message us if you don't think it's true, but it is true. Uh, boys, does anyone have a skill of the week? Yes, I do. I never have. Well, what a surprise! Monroe brings the skill. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a skillless person. Oh. Apparently, yeah. I've you got can a whole... drum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the drumming didn't come out nearly so well in the audio for the podcast last week as it did when you actually did it. Really? Oh, I thought it did. I thought it would make it was better than I, it was better than how I heard it. <laughs> Good. Hit me with some skills, baby. My skill is so we all shop at Amazon. I imagine I have. Next time you're shopping at Amazon, don't shop at Amazon. Shop at Amazon Smile. Smile.amazon.com. Yes. What is that? So that basically means you then pick a charity, and mm. for everything you buy. From Amazon, hmm. Amazon will donate 0.5% of the net purchase price to that charity that you chose. And are the prices the same? Yeah, no, it's exactly the same, with the exception of this charity bit. Yeah, I mean, do that. It's It costs you nothing, and it, it might save the whales. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the cynical part of it is that if this, the, they should just turn, there should, Amazon Smile should only, be the, should only exist. That would be hmm. the ideal thing then. If they're well, no, the ideal thing Amazon should just pay their goddamn taxes and they should go towards <laughs> things that taxes go to, yeah, yeah. like instead of them t- taking small token amounts of money and giving them, they should mm-hmm. really. So, the EU, do you see how much the EU are going to find Amazon? Like, you know, Ragnar, now you have costed us that Amazon Prime is ever going to buy our podcast. No, nah, they can still um, they can still sponsor us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's it's like a thing where. Uh, they would want to sponsor us uh, because we don't sound bought and paid for. Like, ah. They would want us to like, like this, we're advertising Amazon Prime, even though we're throwing in a little bit of like, oh my God, I'm so woke. I know, hashtag capitalism, bad, eat the rich. Yeah, yeah. But we're also just advertising Amazon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazon so, Smile specifically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So No, but the, the EU, because the EU don't fuck around when it comes to fines. They sometimes actually find things highly unlike other places but the european commission uh charged amazon with abusing their dominant power whatever market status uh and we're gonna hit them with antitrust charges which could uh the potential fines as high as 10 percent of its global turnover not like revenue or or profits but like turnover which could be a fine of 28 billion dollars wow that's wonderful i would love that that's such a Oh, it'd be beautiful. I'd love to see someone actually get fined $28 billion. So uh, European Commission, do they want to sponsor us? I, if if Jeff Bezos got fined $28 billion, I want to say he'd still be the richest person in the world. Uh, maybe, I don't know. $182.4 billion is in net worth, and Bill Gates is Elon Musk. Yeah, maybe. That's, uh, that is insane. If Yeah. Someone's always going to come along and do the whole like net worth isn't the same as having cash. It just means that's what Amazon's worth. But like, shut up, man. Like, come on. Hmm. He does yeah. have too much money. He has too much money. And he's yeah. bald. Can you name uh, <laughs> Can you name five bald men? Quickly, go. Not including Bezos. Ross Kemp. Okay. What did you say? Name five bald men. Uh, what's his name? Bruce Willis. Okay. Uh, who else? Who else? Then... On, that other the other guy the Putin other he's guy. bald isn't he? Yeah. No, Putin's not bald. Oh. No, no, no. The the other bald British You can't just say that. that the I'm other, asking you to name five bald men. Come as on. Something. St- hitman guy, that hitman guy. Yeah. Well, it's not the hitman guy, no, but What's his you name? are You're talking about Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah. You only have three. Come on, guys. Tim, Tim Ferriss. Oh, uh, The Rock, if we're going Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Who's Tim Ferriss? He's, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? He wrote the four-hour work week. 
Mm. And he's a Silicon Valley guy who's all about life hacks. And he's not really bald. If I'm gonna, he's is he not? not really bald. He's he's like he's buzz cut. Mm. Like he's he's the sec. He's like he's the next best thing. But he's not like he's not shiny. He's he's kind of he he's he's a kind of one of those guys who's simultaneously full of shit, but also very enticing and and really captivating when he talks to you. Talks. So. Mm. Interesting. A potential psychopath, if you will. Oh, I could see him being a psychopath, yeah. Nice. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yep. Were you Googling that one? Or? I remembered him. I didn't remember his name. So. I guess this is a life skill. Uh, someone did this to me once. Uh, when I had the hiccups, they told me to name, I think it was five bald men. Uh, mm. And then because you have to think so hard, then you end up just stopping like no longer hiccup. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm. And then my other friend, he used to always offer me a pound if I hiccuped again and I could never hiccup again. Wow. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to bullshit. try that. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucked if up. If that works, that's fucking incredible. I, so have I mentioned my hiccuping on the podcast? No. I get the hiccups. Uh, no, should we say this for next time? I yeah. don't know. A little bit of a hiccup tease. I'll talk about hiccups next time. Uh, yeah. So, uh, boys, I guess, uh, ready for some parting words or what? Yeah. I think that's where mm -hmm. it's at. Yeah. Ragnar and yeah. Monroe. When you think, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. Mm, yeah. I mean, perhaps. And, and be kind. <laughs> nice. Did you, uh, you didn't get a lot of response there. No. Oh, there's always <laughs> next time. And Monroe, do you have any? Uh... Uh, send us your voicemails. Uh, maybe send one that's going to boost boost poor Raggy Roo's ego a bit. I don't mm -hmm. know if we need to do that, really, to be fair. Um, and send them to callingmonroe at gmail.com or send them to Ragnar or I, not, not Guthion, because he's well-established <laughs> as the least you, reliable you, member. You can send it to me. <laughs> no, don't. Please don't. Uh, yeah, agreed. I'm going to go just be Marty. Uh, I'm going to order, you know, those websites where you used to be able to order like dog shit or like animal shit to someone's door. Why? I don't know. It was some service. You could like mm. order poo to someone's house. It's like okay. to fuck with them. I'm going to do that to, uh, to our boy, our little, <laughs> our little voicemail man. <laughs> See how he feels. Uh, yeah. And I guess until then, just keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're feeling low. In need of a bro. There's one thing. Your heart start to glow. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe